It's Friday Night Prophecy here on Fig Tree Watchers. Tonight on the West Coast Gospel Hour, it's the news events of the week and how they maintain and pertain to Bible prophecy. That's right, with my guest host and, uh, well not guest host, but co-host, Himitsu Study. He'll be joining us live tonight here on Friday Night Prophecy. And as always... Never stumbled more over an intro than I did that one. So invite your friends and your loved ones. Bring them on. Because he's riding on the clouds. He's coming back. Shining brightly. It's Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you know him as your savior? How about your uh, friends down the street, your neighbor across the street? You know, the one that always brings you the cookies. Does she know Jesus? Tonight's the night. Invite her over. It's Friday Night Prophecy as we discuss the news events of the week and how they pertain to Bible prophecy, not maintain, pertain. Man, my brain is completely fried from this week of work it's friday it's all good it's friday night and a sunday's a coming yes friday night but a sunday's a coming it's gonna be a great week i'm gonna bring my partner on io from mitsu study and uh can't believe i called him guest host he's gonna kill me for that one Hey, brother, everyone. How's my uh, co-host doing? I'm doing good. You know, I was, again, listening to your introduction. And as you said, you know, bring on your neighbor who brings over cookies. And I'm like, man, I wish I had that neighbor. <laughs> well, and unfortunately, in Joe Biden's America, we don't we all lost that good neighbor. Across oh, no. Yeah, they <laughs> no. died of COVID. Oh, no. Well, yeah, yeah. your funny introductions. Glad to be yeah. here, everyone. Hope everyone is excited for this evening. Hope everyone's doing good. Always looking forward to Friday and the weekend. Hey, before you pray, I just want to read something from Proverbs 28 and, and how it pertains to Bible prophecy. And I want you all to think about what Proverbs is saying here. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Because of the transgressions of a land, many are its princes, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. Now listen to this as, as it gets a little bit deeper in here. A poor man oppresses uh, the poor, is like a driving rain which leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law, contend with them. Wow, this is totally evident for today. Those who forsake what is right and wrong, right? Praise the wicked. Uh, but such as keep the law, contend with them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. And we do. Why? Because we're guided to the truth, all truth, by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways though he be rich 
Whoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. Think about that. All the young people say that it's I want, I want, I want. And what are they doing? They're bringing shame to their fathers. They don't even care about their parents anymore. It, it's about putting it in disarray. Look, I invite you to read the rest of the chapter of 28 of Proverbs um, because it really pertains to what is going on in today's society. And it points out the ills that we're all going through. Um, and it's a reason to understand why Jesus is coming back. Yeah. Brother Ayo, why don't you lead us in sleep? I mean, in prayer. No, pray, pray. <laughs> you need some sleep. <laughs> Man, I'm having yeah. a dyslexic brain moment. You're fine. You're fine. We, I need some sleep. Okay. Uh, Father, we just thank you for this amazing opportunity again that we have to just gather in your name to talk about Bible prophecy, to encourage each other. Um, with this news because we know ultimately that it points to you it points to your soon return and we just ask that uh, you use this you use brother Stefan and I to uh, properly speak about this that you move us by your Holy Spirit Lord to encourage our brothers and sisters on, in Christ who are tuning in uh, wherever they are in the world and we ask they also allow us to use this to share the gospel with those who may be listening and might not have already believed in Christ for their salvation Lord so we just ask that you do these things tonight in your precious name amen amen Amen. And uh, uh, pray that I speak right for the rest of the show. Amen. Hey, so um, first off, you had a great week? It was very busy. I mean, I can't complain. You know, thank the Lord. Just very busy at work. Um, yeah, can't complain. Other than that, just I just need sleep for sure. I, I'm not getting as much sleep as I should, but again, can't complain. Thank God. Well, uh, we pray that you do get sleep and then um, um, hopefully everything goes better. Where are we starting tonight? Where do you want to get get us to go on on the map of the news events of the week and how they relate to Bible prophecy? Uh, there's so much here, but first I want to actually address a question that I think uh, Misha had. I can't for some reason I can't scroll up. My I think I told you guys like last week that my comments it's just like so bugged out. It doesn't update after some time. But someone you can probably see if you scroll, brother. Um, I think it was Misha seeks or something. She asked um, how. Do you know like God is talking to you or something? Uh, can you read that back to us? I yeah, I'm going to actually in the comment. Uh, it yeah. says right here, um, what is a way that you listen from God? Just curious, since I am looking for more answers. Um, that's awesome. That is really yeah. good. Yeah. So I, I just thought we can answer that quick and you can, I'll speak to that quick and then you can offer your perspective. I think um, just the best way I think that any Christian would agree with and might seem cliche, but surefire ways, read the word of God, right? Prayer is how we speak to God. His word is how he speaks to us. And I think any believer will agree with that. So if you have, you know, if you're dealing with, let's say a financial issue, you can go to Proverbs, you can go to priests in scripture, place in scripture where it speaks on finances, speaks on how we can manage our finances, speaks on gathering and things like that, speaks on what the sluggard, lazy person does that we shouldn't do. Um, if it talks, you know, if you have relationship issues or just issues with people in general, the, the Bible speaks to us on those things. So a great way um, to seek the Lord in wherever area of life you're in, in terms of the Lord, I'm, I'm seeking you in this, I'm having trouble in this, is to pray and open up your Bible um, and see what the Lord is going to impress on you through a scripture. What do you have to say about that, brother? I, I, I want to agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of interesting um, we're crying out all the time, Lord, speak to me. I need to hear your voice. Lord, I need to hear your voice. And God's going, I gave you a whole Bible yeah. for your voice, right? Yeah. 
I mean, you think about it, like the the guys in the New Testament, they're writing they're writing out the New Testament for us, and they're like, "Lord, speak to me." He had to come in prophetic vision. He had to come in 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 showing them things and giving them dreams and giving them visions, right? Not just Paul and John and Peter, but he had to. Why? Because it wasn't written out. For us, everything we need is right here. It's right in this Bible, um, and I'm amazed that when I'm struggling with something, because I so diligently read my Bible all the time, I find the answers in my Bible. I'm like, oh, wow, it's right there. Oh, yeah. what do you know? That's odd. God knew what I was going to need. And and it always happens that I come across the scripture right when I I need it. It's mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm flabbergasted by that all the time. I really am. I'm, I'm like, in, I will sit there and go, okay. That wasn't a coincidence. Mm -hmm. like, really? That I mean, really? Right now, as I'm trying to figure this out, this is when you bring it to me, right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think God does that amazingly. And that's through the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit guides you to all truth. Mm -hmm. And who's the truth? It's the word, Logos. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. All scripture points to Jesus. So we can look through the word of God and, and find everything we need. All the answers right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that helps, sister. Um, great question. If you guys have your questions, put it in the comments and we'll try to answer it. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about the news. First place, I'm just going to go through Ukraine, Russia. Um, a lot of articles here. So I'm just going to list off headlines in this category and then I'm going to speak on anti-Semitism because, I mean, uh, we've been talking about what's been going on in Israel for a few months now and that's been escalating drastically. And there's some really interesting things that we have to speak about. Um, so quickly, just for the Ukraine-Russia thing, um, Daily Star reported Putin could declare World War III within days, says U UK Defense Secretary. Um, now, you know, got to really take that with, the, with many grains of salt because that might not be the case. There's a lot of back and forth in terms of the Ukraine-Russia story. But that's what they're saying. You know, who knows what, what's going to happen. But obviously, you know, we're in the last days and, and things are going to get worse and worse. But that's kind of the big thing um, this week that, oh, wow, Russia might declare World War III. Um, AP News, earlier in the week, Russia cuts off gas to two NATO nations in bid to divide uh, West. So that happens as well. Times of Israel, Ukraine war. Vladimir Putin warns interfering countries of lightning fast reaction as EU decries gas cuts as blackmail. So just more of the same, more threats from Russia and Putin um, that's going on there. Um, now to just shift gears to anti-Semitism, which I think Bruce Stefan and I will be talking about for a while. There's been, again, a lot of stuff in this category. First one, the Jerusalem Post, 35% rise in anti-Semitism in Australia. Anti-Semitism in Australia rose by 35% in 2021, according to a recent report published by an Australian Jewish umbrella organization. Um, this thing here, Jerusalem Post, death threat to Jews chanted openly at rallies across the UK. And there's another rally that happened in New York where they shouted, um, globalize the Antifada. Um, so this article in Jerusalem Post said crowds in anti-Israel protests in the United Kingdom have repeatedly chanted Arabic death threats to Jews while police do nothing. Uh, UK's Jewish community leaders say the police do not wish to enforce the law, even as protesters shout out clear death threats at demonstrators against Israel across the UK. Officers and prosecutors have acknowledged the anti-Semitic cries of criminal incitement to racial hatred with a penalty up to seven years. So this, what they're doing can actually be tried in court for up to seven years, but the police aren't doing anything though. And what this chant is, the article says the chant, Kyabar Kyabar Yahud, 
Um, and then it goes on, translates to watch out Jews, remember Kiabar, the army of Muhammad is returning. And they said Kiabar refers to a massacre of Jews said to have been carried out at Kiabar in Arabia in 628 uh, AD. So they're essentially calling for the massacre of Jews through this Islamic chant. Um, by UK law, this anti-Semitic act can be tried for seven years, but the police are hands off. They're not doing anything. Um, and there's another article I'm going to touch on here, but I first want to get to scripture. I'll let Brother Stefan speak on this. We'll continue. Because why this is important, this rise in anti-Semitism, um, which is built on lies, by the way. They're angry because, you know, supposedly the Jews in Israel, they're like being antagonistic to the Palestinians on the Temple Mountain, this and that. But the Palestinians have been lying against that. Hamas has been lying about that. But why this is significant in terms of anti-Semitism and the world's hatred towards the Jewish people and how we see biblically it's going to grow is that the Bible tells us that in the last days, we will see the world go against Israel, right? So Zechariah 12, 2 to 3 is one scripture we go to for that. Uh, Zechariah 12, 2 to 3 says, Behold, I'll make Jerusalem come to drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day, says the second coming, that I'll make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. So we see in scripture that eventually all nations will be gathered against Jerusalem and the Jewish people. Uh, Zechariah 14, 1 to 3, this is on the Lord's second coming. And at this point, he returns back and he's fighting against people who fought against Jerusalem. We see what they actually do to the Jews. Um, so Zechariah 14, 1 to 3, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, your spoil be divided in your midst, for I will gather all the nations, again, all the nations will participate in this, against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the house is rifled, and the woman ravished. Half the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And I'll just stop there and uh, hand it over to you. But that's kind of why this is significant, because the Bible paints a picture that as we get closer to tribulation, and even up till the second coming, there's this global hatred and war against the Jews that will culminate eventually to two-thirds of them being wiped out. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, it's, it's a clear prophecy that two-thirds remain and one-third will be left. Um, and it, it is a, a clear scripture from prophecy. Now, we do have that question. She said, I have some people who argue with me on the interpretation even when I'm quoting scripture. This is real important, Nisha. Uh, the Bible says that a matter is confirmed by two or more witnesses. Now, um, the theology that I hold to is called congruent theology, and that is whatever I find in the scripture is my theology. I need to back it up with two or more witnesses in the scripture. If you support your, your verse with two other verses in scripture, you're never going to lose. Uh, the reason being is, a matter is confirmed by two or more witnesses. Ezekiel talks about it this way, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, meaning you're backing it up with two or more witnesses. Um, also, it's, it's commonly found in the New Testament as well. Paul argued for it. Haven't I not told you that matters are confirmed by two or more witnesses? Uh, in First John, uh, these three bear witness in heaven, you know, God the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, these three bear witness on earth, you know, the water, the blood, the spirit. So God is a God of confirmed witnesses. When we, in the last days, 
bear witness against those who are being judged, it will be us and, and the people of Israel, the two witnesses, the olive trees and the lampstands, bearing witness that God is righteous in his judgment against uh, mankind. So always keep that in mind, Misha. I hope that helps you out when you're quoting scripture. Don't just quote one, because then they can argue you're taken out of context. Go, look, I get this from this scripture, this scripture, and this scripture, just as I just gave to you the three witness scriptures. Okay? Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in, in regards to what you're talking about, absolutely. Um, I think what is really escalating here is the Psalm 83 war. The more I study it, the more mm -hmm. I really see that it's coming into fruition. One of the verses I just want to give out to you that, that comes from Psalm 83. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace and do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a talent and those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. This is talking about exactly what you're talking about, which is the annihilation of the Jewish people, uh, another Jewish Holocaust. They're calling for that. And Psalm 83 is basically the prayer against that. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that Jewish Holocaust, we both uh, had this article, or at least knew about this article from the Jerusalem Post, which is titled, Nearly Half of Israelis Fear a Second Holocaust is Coming. And to that, Bro Stefan and I say, yeah, that's what the Bible predicts. Now, to be very clear, because we don't want our words taken out of context, when we say, yeah, that's what the Bible predicts, we're not saying we want a second Holocaust. We're not saying we agree with the Holocaust. We're not saying we want that to happen. We're just saying that. That's unfortunately just what the Bible predicts. Unfortunately, that un during the tribulation period, uh, God will use the tribulation to save a remnant of his people. And I'll read that scripture for you guys here. Um, and after that, after the whole tribulation, a third will be saved. And then that third of Israel will be saved once Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. But unfortunately, that's what was going to happen. Um, part of what I was reading in Zechariah 12 and 14 was just that. Uh, that second Holocaust, essentially. We we can go to Joel 3 as well, and I'll be going to Revelation 12 concerning the satanic influence, um, the war Satan himself will be waging against the Jews during this time. Um, so the Jews are kind of, at this point, I think, picking up on, on our future reality that's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, so the article says, despite the phrase, never again, long linked to Holocaust commemoration, almost half, 47%, of the Israeli public are concerned that another Holocaust will strike the Jewish people according to a new survey. Uh, again, this is a, a sad article. Never again, if you guys don't know, it just means that when they commemorate the Holocaust, the Jews, they say never again to, to say, that's never going to happen. The Holocaust is never going to happen. Uh, whenever I and other Bible prophecy teachers hear that, we're always like, uh, we wish, but that's not what the Bible says. Um, if you go to Zechariah 13, 8 to 9, we see where it tells us that two-thirds of the Jewish population will be cut off during that time. So what it says in Zechariah 13, 8, 9, it's, uh, and it shall come to pass in all the land, says the Lord, that two-thirds in it shall be cut off and die, but one-third shall be left in it. I'll bring the one-third through the fire, will refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I'll answer them. I will say, this is my people, and each one will say, the Lord is my God. And again, Revelation 12, I encourage you guys to read all of Revelation 12. It offers a 
amazing um, symbolic picture concerning what's going to happen, the persecution that's going to happen against the Jews. Um, um, we just see Satan uh, pictured as the dragon at this point going after the woman, which is Israel. I'll just read a few verses of this, but again, I encourage you guys to go to Revelation 12 yourself. Um, Revelation 12, 1, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed the sun with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out labor and pain to give birth. Another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great fire red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman, who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with rod iron, and her child was cut up to God and his throne. Now, verse 6 is an important verse. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God. They should feed her there 1,260 days. That's the latter half of the tribulation, three and a half years. God will miraculously protect them during that time. Now, the last portion of Revelation 12, thir uh, verse 13 says, Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the child, but the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she is nourished for a time, times and half a time from the present serpents. Again, that's three and a half years. So her serpent spewed water of his mouth like a flood after the woman, they might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was arranged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So again, all of that, what's that saying is that during the tribulation, Satan will wage war against the Jewish people. He will annihilate two thirds of them, but God will protect the remnant as they flee into the wilderness for the last half of the tribulation period. So that's Can where I this is all going. Yeah, go ahead. Read. Okay, so you just talked about the serpent's gonna blow out a flood, right? From yeah. Revelation 12, it's gonna try to encompass the people, but God's gonna save them, right? This yep. is the Jewish people. Let me read you this because this is the verse that corresponds to what you're saying. So here's the witness to the scripture and how you're interpreting it, right? Psalms 124. And this psalm is called the Lord, the defense of his people. And it's real short. Hmm. Uh, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel say now. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, when they would have swallowed us alive, when their wrath was kindled against us. Now listen to this verse. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul when the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers, the snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. So God literally protects them with the wings of the eagle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gets them out of the floodwaters from the serpent, right? That you read in the book, a book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. There is the psalm prophesying about what's written in the book of Revelation showing that they match up in congruency. Is that awesome or what? Yeah, yeah. And what's also great about this is that that language of, you know, the two wings of an eagle, um, that's how God describes him taking the Jews out of the Exodus with the two wings of an eagle. So yeah. it just relates back to the Old Testament as well in that sense. But yeah, I mean, that's where we see things growing, going. Uh, that's the uh, prophetic significance of this anti-Semitism we're seeing. And it's just on the increase right now, unfortunately.
So, yeah, what do you have next, brother? Well, um, I think that we do need some good news uh, coming out of there just for a second. Uh, one of the great pieces that has come out is um, in Ohio, uh, we have a, a, a Jewish man by the name of Josh Mandel running for U.S. Senate. And what I'm really pleased to hear about is that the Christian community in Ohio has overwhelmingly gone in his support. Mm -hmm. uh, there's billionaires running for U.S. Senate, multimillionaires. Um, some people uh, have raised as much as $17 million uh, in, in running in the U.S. Uh, Senate seat there. But uh, what's really happened interesting is Josh Mandel. Now, Josh Mandel is, interest, is an interesting individual. Uh, he's an Iraqi war veteran. He's a Marine. But what is interesting about him is his past. Uh, amidst the Nazis' occupation in Germany, uh, a Christian family hid his grandmother and allowed his grandmother to live. They raised her as their own. Uh, they protected her. And the reason why Josh Mandel is here today is because of Christians mm. in Germany who took the risk of hiding a Jewish girl, protecting her, and raising her as their own. And so he says, look, um, it, it's he wanted everyone to know, I stand with the Judeo-Christian values. And he said, and what really is amazing to me, and I think that this is a, a great little post that he writes is, hey, it's the evangelical Christians uh, who know and have clarity on the biblical right to the land of Israel. And I stand with them and they're standing with me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great story. Josh Mandel is a, is a, is a great guy. He's uh, pro-life. Uh, he's running on the Judeo family values, Christian values. And uh, if you're on, in Ohio and you're listening to this, that's the person you should vote for. And uh, a, a, you couldn't ask for a better candidate with more integrity. Iraqi war veteran, Marine, um, wow. son of a Nazi uh, Holocaust survivor, uh, a Jewish man who supports Christians, stands with Christians, pro-life, and pro-family. Yeah, yeah, we need more people like that. So and hopefully he, he comes to save knowledge of the Lord, too, since he's Jewish. So that will be, that'll be neat. Uh, so just moving on here, uh, another piece of news that was huge this week um, and that I've been focusing on for the past, I think, year. Yeah, I think it's been a year, maybe two years since this pandemic started, is a call for a global pandemic treaty. Um, so I think in 2021, I think it was like 24 leaders of the world, like Emmanuel Macron and, and all these guys, uh, Boris Johnson, and they signed a letter and they're like, hey, due to the coronavirus pandemic, we need a COVID treaty uh, to make sure that if another pandemic comes, we can better, you know, uh, operate and better collaborate worldwide. And as you see this letter, they're like, yeah, we need a global this, and we need a global that, and we need this thing that's global, and we need a global system. And it's just it's essentially a letter to just bring up a global uh, health system that they want to put in place. And then after that, um, late 2021, the World Health Organization was like, yep, we need that treaty. We're signed on. Uh, the U.S. was like, hey, great. That's, that's great. We'll, we'll be, um, you know, patting you guys on the back as you guys do that. And now we have an update to that. Um, so an article titled, World Health Organization is preparing votes to strip the U.S. and the and 194 other nations of its sovereignty and give them total control of the world. Another 
article by Zero Hedge says, pandemic tree will hand World Health Organization keys to global government. Uh, so on May 22nd of this year, the World Health Organization will vote on whether or not to strip 194 countries, including the United States, of their sovereignty. As part of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Goal, the WHO is aiming to alter a treaty that would give them global control over human health. The WHO World Health Assembly will vote on the issue again from May 22nd to 28th. Um, one of the members, so uh, Palesi Mohammed, a member of the steering committee of the World Council for Health, says, an inordinate amount of power to make decisions in sovereign countries as to how people live and how they deal with pandemics from lockdowns to mandates over treatments. They're saying that this will give them too much power. In an open letter on the WHO's pandemic treaty, the World Council for Health writes, the proposed WHO agreement is unnecessary and is a threat to the sovereignty and inalienable rights. It increases the WHO's suffocating power to declare unjustified pandemics, impose dehumanizing lockdowns, and enforce expensive, unsafe, and ineffective treatments against the will of the people. So this is actually happening. There are people, again, from World Council for Health writing against the WHO, saying that you don't need to sign this treaty. This thing will give you too much power. It's going to you know, make you power hungry, things like that. We don't want you guys to do it. So this is something that's actually happening. Um, but many people, including those in the WHO and other places like the World Economic Forum, are calling for this because, again, they want this global system to be set up and if the WHO does set it up, they can basically just do whatever they want, overriding whatever nation. So if the U.S. says, hey, we don't think there's a pandemic. Well, too bad. If the WHO gets this power, they can declare it as a pandemic or do whatever they want and they'll override whatever the U.S. has to say about it. So it's just kind of setting up the stage for this global system. And, and what this part of the system would be, it would be basically the health, managing the health of people worldwide. Um, and only one global governing body would have that power, which is crazy that we're even at this point. And again, that vote is in May. This is a real thing. It's not made up. It's actually going to happen this year. They'll vote on this. So in my wildest imagination 25 years ago, mm -hmm. as I was a young man thinking about how the world was going to be taken over by the Antichrist, I never thought of this scenario. Yeah. And this is absolutely scary. Uh, for them to use a worldwide health epidemic to take over the world. Yep. Um, this is how the sovereignty of countries is going to be dissolved. Guys, look, list the sources of where you got this news from again. I want you to list the sources. Yes, yeah, so one of them was Zero Hedge. Another one is Involvi. So two different sources. But again, different other different sources are talking about it. I've, again, been monitoring this for over a year now. The Guardian has posted this, Liberal, you know, mainstream media as mainstream as you can get has been talking about this that the who has been trying to make this treaty so it's nothing new it's nothing you know secret it's not a conspiracy theory it's a real thing that's going on right now and this is going to take place this date is what may may 22nd is when they'll officially vote on this to if they want to go ahead with this treaty or not this year if you're listening to this and your brain's not on fire by this so yeah, I want you to understand. There's no more excuse for you, okay? They're basically saying, uh, "Guys, we're gonna have a one-world government, and we're gonna have a one-world leader, and you better wake up." That's what this is leading to. Yeah, uh, this is to strip nations of their sovereignty, meaning their democracies don't matter. Yep, we're gonna tell you what to do, mm -hmm. and if you think you don't have any rights now, wait till it's under a a one-world government. Yeah, okay.
you're not going to have any rights. And so here comes your Antichrist, all right? You got a month away. Congratulations, or less than a month, 22 days away, uh, 23, starting tomorrow. You better get ready for, for, for just acknowledging that you need to get right with God. And stop playing games with your walk with Jesus and walk with God. And say, okay, Lord, your prophecies are coming true. I can't run from them anymore. Mm -hmm. Look, how, much, how many more signs do you need? I'm, I'm just curious. How many more signs do you need? How many stop signs need to be on the road for you before you finally go, okay, I'm going to stop? When, how many, hey, the bridge is out warning signs do you need before you finally realize the bridge is out? Exactly. And go, I got to give my life to Jesus. There's one hope for you. There's one truth. It's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a big deal. I mean, th this is the scariest thing I think you, we have brought up in a very long time. We've talked it's, about some scary things, but yeah. this is absolutely crazy. It's actually coming down to a vote. Mm -hmm. And you and I are seeing it in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so crazy about it. And I know that, you know, guys, um, on this side of the rapture, you know, we're not going to see the New World Order form. We're not going to see a global government form it in place and the Antichrist rise to power while we're still here on the earth. But what, we'll, what we will see and why we're bringing this news up is that, well, when the Antichrist comes up, he, the stuff is just handed to him, right? The technology is handed to him. The global government is handed to him. The 10 kings are already in place and they hand the power to him. And Revelation, I think, uh, 17 says that. The 10 kings have one desire. God put that desire in their mind and they hand the kingdom the power of the whole world to him at that time so that he rules the latter half of the of the tribulation but before all that happens setup has to happen right the stage right. has to be set and we're seeing the stage being set now now whether that vote goes through or not we don't know the strainer's still here they may be blocked but that doesn't mean they won't try again that doesn't mean they won't be successful down the line they are trying their hardest right now and they're nothing they're not letting anything get in their way um so yeah that's what we're seeing right now so and by the way, I just want to bring this up. Remember what we talked about last week? Uh, Italy set up a new uh, social credit system, right? Yep. Uh, and really what it was is a serious violation of rights to, to speak. We brought this up last, last week, according to Harbinger News. Well, this week, according to The Pulse, according to uh, Fox News, uh, the president has set up a, a new SAR uh, uh, of, of, of truthfulness, right? Yep. Um, which is being labeled as um, everything to violate free speech, right? Yep. Um, and it's actually, uh, from what is being described as, it's a government agency under Homeland Security that will punish you for speaking contrary to the government. That's exactly what it's up to. And they put someone who's an actual nut job, someone who's actually been like thought of as, this person might be a little crazy, she might be insane, like they put her in charge of it, uh, and uh, all day today. I mean, I was watching one news feed after another, describing mm -hmm. the character and everything else, yeah. uh, and asking, you know, is she is she balanced? Is she like really balanced? This is the most frightening thing. So now you're watching it: suppression of truth, social credit systems, yeah. tied in with a one-world government and with an economic currency that's digital, and we're there. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's get into that because I mean, my I have a section here on technology, and there's a lot here. 
Um, I'll just try to chunk some things out and we'll talk about it again. But he brought up just now the social credit system in Italy. And these are the kind of things that, you know, five years ago, if you would have, if you would have told someone, oh, yeah, Italy's trying to bring in a social credit system, right? They would have been like, you're crazy. Like, that's, you know, again, conspiracy theory, the tinfoil hats. This is happening. It's literally happening. Um, Breitbart, Italy to pilot social credit system for climate-friendly behavior. They're not letting go of this climate change agenda, guys. So they're, they're just going to push it um, once they get what they need. So the city of Bologna, Italy, has announced a pilot program to reward virtuous citizens for recycling, taking public transportation, and curbing energy usage. The program, which has been likened to China's social credit system, so obviously, you know, uh, starting off on a good foot, is slated to go into effect in September 2022. That is this year using a smart citizen wallet app for cell phones. Um, so this is a quote, and, and listen to this quote by one of these people who is piloting the system. They said, in September, we will start with the pilot project of the city. At the center is the virtuous citizen, the one, for example, separates waste well or does not waste energy or uses public transportation or does not receive fines or actively uses the Bologna welcome card, announced Misimo Bugani, Counselor for the city's digital agenda and civic use of data. Um, so, and there's obviously people that are calling this out, critics of the program, such as Italian tech firm, uh, Privacy Network. Uh, they're saying that these practices, if poorly developed or used, can lead to serious limitations on and violations of citizens' rights and freedoms, as well as discriminatory practices, which are also achieved through technological means, such as social credit systems. So, people are you know, thank God saying that, hey, if you do this, and if you, you know, continue down the line and don't turn back, you're going to discriminate against people, um, ignore their freedoms and rights. And that's what China's been doing for years with their social crisis. And we talked about this last week. And we, and unfortunately, this system has to be set in place. What I often say is that what starts in China doesn't stop in China. It goes, you know, to different places of the world because China right now, is an amazing test case for the globalists for what a market B system could be, right? They have like everything there. So they just need to roll it out to the rest of the world. And, and you essentially have the market beast um, technology right there. But I just want to read some scripture to you guys. We'll move on here. In terms of what the Bible paints for us concerning the control the Antichrist will have over everyone in the whole world. And we can start seeing that with this technology right here. So Revelation 13, 7 to 8 says, it was granted to him, that's the Antichrist, to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Listen to this. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, um, book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In Revelation 13, 16, 17, time with the mark of the beast, he used the same language. It causes all, both small and great, rich and poor. This is the a false prophet now. Uh, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. So again, it's that all-encompassing language. Um, so this global government that will be in the future, the power that the Antichrist and false prophet will be able to exert over the population will be global in scope. So we shouldn't be surprised if nations are starting to say, hey, let's start busting out this social credit system to monitor everyone, not just that, but make sure that if they align with the behaviors of the regime, then they're rewarded. If they don't align with them, they're punished. And that's exactly um, what the Mark the Beast system will be on a global scale.
And what's interesting right now is that they're saying that, oh yeah, it's, it's totally, you know, you don't have to do this. It's optional. It's your choice. It always starts as your choice, right? The, the vaccines, they start as, oh yeah, it's your choice. Uh, it's great. They're touting the supposed, you know, positives of it. But eventually, like what, like six months down the line, not even, they're like, okay, everyone has to use it. Everyone has to do it. If you don't, we'll fire you. So that's what's going to happen here. They're going to say, oh, yeah, you know, use it if you want to. It's fine. If you want to use it, cool. Six months down the line, got to use it. Got to use it. So that's what's happening right now. And again, guys, don't believe this is going to stop in China. Don't believe it's going to stop in Italy. I can even ask you, brother, if we're bold enough to say, when do you think a social credit system is going to arrive in the U.S. if we already don't have one? <laughs> well, I... Okay, I, I'm learning that the timeline is moving at rapid pace that I couldn't see. Um, I honestly thought we would be where we are right now. I thought we would be there around 2025, 26. Right. I don't blame you. And it, we're here now. Yeah. Uh, it's shocking to me. Yeah. I, I can't believe how fast things are moving in, in the direction that they are. It, it's it's kind of mind-blowing. Um, someone asked me about property. Well, if you can't work, how do you pay for your property, right? Yeah. Um, I had a discussion with a gentleman today, and I said, everything you buy right now has to be twofold. It has to be for self-sufficiency right now, independence. It has to make you independent right now where you are, whatever you're buying. Mm. Um, and it has to be ready in case there's a complete collapse. And then number three, you have to be able to mobilize it. Those three things. So whatever it is you buy, you buy a, a blender, that blender better work under with no electricity, right? It better be a hand cranking or it better run on a battery pack or something. It better be mobile. You better be able to take it with you. Um, and you, 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 know, you better be able to buy it for self-sufficiency, right? Uh, that you can, can do this on your own. And it sounds stupid, but you need a take that microcosm of a blender and you need to expand it to the, everything that you purchase um, right now. And I think it's, it's food and water and storage of that food. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to take that. We, and we did a whole episode on this what, about a month ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm firmly telling you, look, one of the biggest reports coming out every single day that we're talking about is uh, leading this is the, um, increase of of uh food reduction in the world yeah uh, we saw a report that rice is down by 20 percent worldwide 20 percent. now that's the whole world so rice production is down what is that going to need uh what is that going to mean for you and your family it's gonna it's gonna drop the the amount you're getting and it's gonna it's gonna double the price 20 percent is gonna double the price of rice um and so watch for that. But it's not only there. You're seeing uh, right now in the United States, 24 processing centers have been burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. Ironically, six plane crashes are the result of this. Now, if you read the fact checkers, and I'm going to tell you what they're saying. They're saying, oh, you guys are conspiracy nuts. This is what? totally crazy. You're right. You're right. Individually, when you look at each case individually, you go, oh, that really makes sense. Wow, that's really cool. Oh, a plane crashed into it. What a coincidence. But when you look at 24 processing plants, yes. and the latest one is an organic, the largest organic processing plant in the United States, a 
fruits and vegetables. And they're all been burned down to the ground. And the FBI gave a warning on every warning, every one of them, that there were hackers trying to destroy them. You suddenly go, wait a moment, this is not a conspiracy. This is a result of a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And you need to look at it and open up your eyes. To him who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is telling the churches, get ready. I'm coming back. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. And we're going, nope. Sorry. Um, I got a TV show to watch. I need to see Star Wars. Ben Kenobi. Don't. Come on. You can't come now, Jesus. I got to get married first. You know, what about my kid? I got to have my first kid, Lord. You, you, gotta, you can come after my first kid. And Jesus is going, do you love me or do you love the things of this world? Do you want me or do you want the things of this world? And we keep putting every excuse we can in front of God. And God's kind of chuckling going, I thought you loved me. I thought you wanted me. I thought you wanted to be my bride. And we're going, yeah, but I want this. Yeah. And Jesus goes, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself and pick up his cross and follow me. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's getting uglier and uglier by the minute. So you, you to answer your question, I think Jesus could come back tomorrow. I mean, literally tomorrow for the mm -hmm. first time in my life. I can look at it and go, what else needs to happen? Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting really crazy. And I just want to touch on the food thing for a second because it's so important. I had an article on it too the western standard and guys just remind you after these lives we post you know the notes we use all the articles we go through on the telegram feed so if you want to look at these articles yourself you can but this article says food shortages magnified by string of destroyed food processing facilities i'll just read a piece of this but this article again if you want it go to our telegram join it it just goes like incident after incident after and so you just scroll the page and just keeps on going and going and going and going it's like destroyed by fire destroyed by plane crash destroyed by this this and it, just like Brother Tom is saying, maybe, yeah, if you look at, you know, one of them at a time, maybe one of them last week, one of them two weeks ago, you're like, oh, that's coincidental. Oh, that's weird. Um, but 20 plus of them? Uh, 24. 24. Yeah. And it's like, huh, okay, that's a strange coincidence. But the article says food shortages have been exasperated by a string of fires, plane crashes, and explosions in nearly two dozen food processing facilities across Canada and the U.S. The most recent happened on Thursday in Georgia when a small plane crashed shortly after takeoff into General Mills plant just east of Atlanta. A massive fire on Monday night destroyed parts of the Zora Standard headquarters. So again, they just go on and on. And these are like major plants, right, that that will just continue to add on to the food issue. So what Brother Stefan and I say, and what I'm adamant about is that, yes, are things actually happening? Yeah, the Bible predicts it. The Bible does top off the last days. But man is also adding to this. Fallen man is also being evil and exasperating this issue. They're adding to this issue. So it's both that we're seeing here uh, that is happening. So, um, yeah. I just, I just want to tell you this right now. If you're in love with your front lawn, shame on you. You should tear up your front lawn and plant fruits and vegetables in your front lawn. Seriously. Put a tree, fruit trees. Forget The day of wanting to mow grass and be like your neighbor down the street and go, look how great my lawn looks, is a waste of money. It's a waste of water. Okay? Grow food, not grass. Yeah. 
I agree and, with that. And, I, and that stands for grass that's like marijuana and, and regular grass. Grow food. No grass. I agree. I agree completely. Um, as we're ending off here, I got another article. Very important as we just go back to technology. Because we've seen, we've talked about Italy with the, the social credit thing. Um, you know, um, I have another article here. Austin Whole Foods unveils pay by palm service for grocery stores at the Amazon one. It started in Seattle, but now it's moving to Texas. So it's not, it's not slowing down. Don't, don't be deceived. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's not slowing down at all. Um, this article here, um, global digital identity of persons and objects. So that kind of sounds weird. I want to break it down to you. The World Trade Organization and World Economic Forum. So World Economic Forum is the guys that are saying, oh, we need a great reset, this and that. A fourth industrial revolution, aka transhumanism. So the World Trade Organization, the World Economic Forum, recently published a report that encourages the use of a global digital identity program for persons and objects. The report centers on global trade but it's the first step toward introducing global AI tracking. How many times have I said global in just that one sentence? Like four times, three times? Under the guise of COVID, the two organizations claim that trade can be streamlined with their trade tech technology. Their recent report, this is the title of the recent report, and, I, and again, you guys can go to this report, you can check it for yourself, I'm not making this up, they actually have this report with these points. And I shared on my story, you'll see uh, on like the first two pages, they have um, uh, like the first couple pages outlined. They're like, you know, page five, global this, page 10, global this, global, global. So like each point begins with global. Um, so they said the recent report, the promise of trade tech policy approaches to harness trade digitalization states their next goal. And this is their next goal. Again, from their document, they state, End-to-end -end trade digitalization requires a global approach to digital identities of natural and legal persons, as well as of physical and digital objects, sending or receiving electronic information to avoid creating digital identity silos. So essentially they're saying that, hey, COVID created a problem. We have the solution. What's the solution? To create a global digital system where we can track everybody globally and track every single object globally. I mean, Revelation 13, right? How is the Antichrist going to have control over every person on the planet? How are you going to be able to kick people out of the system if they don't comply? The image of the beast. How is the image of the beast going to know who's worshiping the image and when to kill them if they don't worship the image? There has to be this global system set up in real time. And they notice too, they also talk about global AI tracking. So this is going to be done in a global system, and a global AI system will be monitoring this as well. And again, this is the World Economic Forum and the World Trade Organization partnering up to do this thing. Um, so again, I mean, bro, it's fine that we're talking and we're saying, and lots of people too, they're saying that they can't believe how fast this is going. I mean, Mark the Beast Technology, you got BBC now saying that, hey, you know, you know a cool way to pay for purchases? A chip in your hand. Isn't that awesome? I mean, <laughs> right? So it's just insane. Transhumanism is being um, Elon Musk, too. Although people, you know, are saying, oh, you know, awesome, Elon Musk, what he's doing, you know, whatever. But let's not forget that he's the same guy that's like, hey, we need to merge with technology to be AI and, you know, and human at the same time. So this is where we're going. They're not slowing down. COVID is speeding this up. Ukraine, Russia war is speeding this up. And remember, guys, this is only the fourth month of 2022. We're only in April. 
Obviously, April's almost done, but we're not even halfway through 2022 yet. Lord knows what's going to happen uh, with the latter half of the year, right? So it's, it's really ramping up. But again, we don't want to leave you on bad news. This is meant to encourage us. We're not going to go through a tribulation. We don't know how big things are going to get, but this should point us to the fact that, hey, Jesus is coming back soon. As we're seeing these things, and we're saying that, oh my gosh, we, we didn't expect to go this fast. Well, that means the rapture is coming faster than we thought, right? Yeah. So that should be encouraging to us. So that's how I see it, and that's how we should be seeing it. I, if you look over the last two years, and I mean, we only have a few minutes left, last two years, right, with COVID and everything else, and we're in about to start the fifth month of 2022. Mm-hmm. Are you stunned? by how fast things have moved along. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we went over so much. I mean, there's there's Israel we talked about. There's the food problem we talked about. There's still so many things we could touch on, right? Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm stunned at everything uh, that's going on. Lots of times I just check the news. I'm just like, wow. I just The only response I can do is just laugh. Just laugh because I didn't expect it to happen this way so quickly. Um, so it just goes to show, guys, that this isn't slowing down. These are just going to get faster and faster and faster. Um, and I think the last two, three years have shown that to be true, right? So we really need to, um, you know, strengthen ourselves in the Lord, uh, make sure we're really growing in our faith. We can't. There's no room for lukewarmness. There's no room for sitting on the fence. Oh, am I going to be with the Lord and whatnot? And something I want to talk about, uh, touch on quickly, that you touched on earlier just a few months, moments ago, is when you're saying that, oh, you know, some Christians are saying, oh, but Lord, don't come here. I want to get married and this and that. That's something I had to deal with a lot um, by my peers, like people that are around my age who are also believers. You know, they'd see me getting all pumped up for Bible prophecy. This was like three, four years ago. Um, and I, you know, talked to them about prophecy. And they'd be like, oh, that's all great and everything. And yeah, we can see what you're saying, but I want to finish college. I want to travel the world. I want to start a family. Guys, okay, it's cool to finish college. I finished college. Great. I got my degree. Awesome. Do I want to start a family? Sure. Yeah. I'd love to be married. Do I want to travel? Yeah, sure. But traveling does not, traveling pales severely in comparison to seeing my Lord and Savior face to face for the first time being with them forever. Are you honestly going to say you're rather going to, you want to finish college versus seeing your Lord and Savior being rewarded, uh, reuniting with family that's passed on, meeting fellow believers for the first time, being with the Lord. I mean, seriously, guys. So we really, in these last days, we have to have our priorities in check. We have to be all in for the Lord. Because as things get worse, we can't, we can't continue in these end times lacking in our faith. We can't continue these end times just being on the fence, saying, oh, Lord, you know, I want you to come in 100 years. I still have things to check off on my bucket list. Like, we have to be all in. The time for games is over at this point. My bucket list should be Jesus. And yeah, it should be, it should be Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Right? Rapture and Jesus, that should be my bucket list. Yep. And sharing the gospel, right? Exactly. Every day, she wake up and go, who can I share the gospel with? Yeah. Seriously. We were yeah. thinking, okay, what about the checker at the store? What about the person at the gas station? What about when you're getting gas, right? Who are you sharing the gospel with? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I want to say something else about this issue because I've been noticing this a lot on Instagram. And, 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 Brother and I, we, we try to follow you back if you follow us. We really do. We want to follow you back. We want, we care about you. We pray for you. We have names. I have names on mine. He has names. I know we talked about it. But it's really hard for us to want to follow you when you throw cuss words on your Instagram page. 
if you're a Christian, why would God want you to cuss? Mm-hmm. Seriously, there's no reason for you to cuss. The Bible specifically says, remove the foul language off of you. And I understand, man, I work in a gutter environment um, that it's harsh and it's it's full of bad language and I have to come home and I have to sanitize myself and I will catch myself saying something that isn't really a cuss word, but it's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. And my daughter will look at me and I'm like, sorry, I heard that today. And I apologize. And I have to go to God and go, God, forgive me for saying that because I want my speech and conduct at all times to be glorifying of Jesus Christ. Amen. Doesn't mean I'm going to succeed. I get it. We're all we're all in a fallen state, but if I love Jesus, I'm gonna sure try to honor Him by living out a righteous life before Him. Yeah, and that's what we're encouraging you to do. Uh, I, I saw this today. I mean, I, I had eight pages of people that are Christians, and they're like, "S this and F that," and I'm like, "What the heck? Why are you even putting this on your post, man? How does this glorify God?" Yeah. So please live a life accordingly. Okay. Amen. That was one thing I just wanted to say tonight. That was off my uh, my post. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, brother. So, guys, uh, I mean, we just hope that you just dwell on everything that we've said. Again, want this to be encouraging for the believer and for unbelievers watching this or listening to this after fact on um, podcasts or wherever. We just want to we want this to be shared to you ultimately because it points to Jesus and it points to the gospel, right? So, we don't want you to go through the tribulation. And most of all, what's most important is that we don't want you to spend eternity in the lake of fire. Um, so we want you to believe in Jesus, believe in what he did. He died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again on the third day. And if you believe in his sacrifice, then you'll have eternal life. So that's what this is all about. We want to encourage you to do that because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You can say, oh, yeah, I'll believe in just tomorrow. You know, I'll, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll wait till the tribulation happens. Then I'll believe. Um, but you might not even make it to tribulation. You might not make it tomorrow, right? The Bible says that our life is like a vapor, here a day, gone tomorrow. So our exhortation or encouragement to you is to believe on Christ today. As Paul says in Corinthians, today is the day of salvation. Um, so just make that decision for eternal life today. Amen. Amen. Well, that is it for Fig Tree Watchers tonight here on Friday Night Prophecy as we went over the news events of the week and how they pertain to Bible prophecy um join us uh tomorrow night as we have apologetic saturday uh we'll be looking at a very interesting topic tomorrow night and uh we just want to say thank you all for joining us and uh i hope uh what a great discussion tonight uh may god bless you for for coming up with the stuff you did tonight all right good night everyone and god bless Who threw up? I heard that. Uh, no, I just checked on them. It went live.